This episode of Where Did It All Go Right is sponsored by Pearson. Pearson is the world's learning company, supporting talent and helping everyone to make progress in their lives through learning. Working with teachers and education experts, Pearson provides a wide range of qualification routes so you can pick the course which suits you best to develop your skills and stand out in the crowd. Visit them online at go.pearson.com forward slash where did it all go right. Hello, welcome to the final episode of this series of Where Did It All Go Right? Don't worry, I am not going to tell you what number episode it is because I know that's a pet hate of podcast listeners and nobody cares. Now, if you're new to us, welcome. We talk to creatives about the pivotal moments in their careers. I'm Ali Jones and we recorded these episodes deep in the coronavirus pandemic. We hope to inspire and entertain you now and when we eventually emerge from all of this. So this week's guest is actor Weruche Opia. Most recently, you will have seen her as Terry in I May Destroy You, but she's been in so much more, from Cleopatra in Bad Education to starring in Liberian Girl at the Royal Court. Since we recorded this episode, the nominations for her work have been piling in, from being named the New York Times Best Performances of 2020 to one of the best breakthrough performances of 2020 by IndieWire. So how does she get to do the job she loves? I have done so many Zoom things. It was weird because I know when people, I think because of lockdown and um, the show, it was like Zoom right from the beginning. But I think everybody else is like getting into Zoom slowly. And then so I became an expert where (laughs) I have people who were just joining the Zoom community. And I'm like, no, you don't do it that way. Yeah, and you get your lighting right. Listen, I've got about... Four ring lights. <laughs> Have you? I've got nothing, as you can tell. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I've got three ring lights, a normal desk lamp, and I've just like worked out the angles and it just works. <laughs> it does. And, and do you have to do lots of auditions on Zoom as well at the moment? No, I've actually only done one one recall audition on Zoom. So it was with the cast and director and the director. But everything else has just been like general meetings with cast and directors and execs and stuff like that. But it's just been like the regular taping stuff. So you do the tape auditions and send them over. I mean, I prefer that anyways. I'm so used to that now. Is that, is that the main taking. thing really? Doing, is that what yeah. You're doing? yeah. Yeah. It's, and... it's odd to go in for auditions now. <laughs> even, be, even before Corona, even before lockdown started, it was more tape. So I guess mostly most of the work I was taping for was like in the States. So it would make more sense. Yeah. Exactly. So have you got it down to a T with the sort of, you know exactly what you're doing? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy because my, one of my really good friends, we do, he's an actor as well. I've got a lot of actor friends, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And we do our tapes together where we've got this, if I have to do it without him, I get really stressed out because we've got this, you know, this working relationship that works. But um, when it was like the height of lockdown, not that we were doing any tapes when it was like easing off then I'd have to like set it up at home and he'd be on zoom reading the lines back to me zoom honestly my life is on zoom it's crazy well I'm sorry (laughs) to to make you spend another bit of time no I'm so used to it (laughs) okay (laughs) and and I wanted to thank you as well for for giving us some great escapism over lockdown with um, I may destroy you because the timing was just perfect so thank I know, you. I know. Thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad to have done that service. Yeah, to the world. but you must be so proud because well, when are we going to hear about all these awards that you and the rest of the cast are being nominated for? When are they, when are they all kicking off? It must be soon, surely. I think and hoping next year um, because I think I may destroy you came just after the cut off for. 2020 um, stuff, but definitely next year. I'm. I'm hoping that, you know, I may destroy you in all of its glory, all of the... I want it to get a nomination in every category, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, if I don't get a nomination, I'm still going to be fine if somebody else wins something because it's going to be a win for all of us, really. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure you will. I can't wait to see those nominations coming in. Exciting. <laughs> when, when you um when you made it, when you were making it, did you have any idea that it was going to be massive? You must have had a sense that this is good. Yeah, I knew it was special, definitely, from the moment I read the script. I was... Because I'd only been... I got offered the role without seeing the full script. And then only when I said I would do it, was I then sent the full script. And I was actually in the States filming a pilot for a show when I got the call to say that I'd been offered the role. So um, we had just finished filming on the Friday and my flight was on Sunday and the read-through was on Monday. Because I remember being sent the script and then um, my whole flight home from the States was in the dark. Everyone was sleeping around me and I'm just reading it like, oh my God, (laughs) you guys have no idea what's going on here. I'm reading the most explosive thing I've ever read in my life. And I think that was the moment I knew it was um, definitely something special. I was intrigued from the get when obviously it was Michaela writing it. Um, I'm intrigued by her mind. I watched Chewing Gum and I saw her performance in Black Earth Rising. And although she didn't write it, the fact that she was in it was... She left her her mark on it regardless. Mm, mm. So I think when I found out she was writing this, I was like, okay, let's let's yeah. let's have a look. <laughs> <laughs> but also, was there a little bit of trepidation? Because I know there's been a bit uh, talked about the fact that there was that nude scene in it that you didn't want to do. So were you on the plane thinking, oh no, I've got a page fifty six and I really don't want to do that. What am I going to no. do? So that was actually the only thing that I saw before. Um, so when I had the audition and. I the last audition I had and I met with Michaela and we did the scene the audition scene was the scene where I think it was the night after Arabella had been assaulted and Terry and Arabella are having lunch and Terry says to her she has to eat or she'll die from constipation like Elvis Presley (laughs) (laughs) that sounds horrible to laugh but yeah Um, but we've all got that that fear we don't want that do we we don't want that so um, that was all I had seen. But after I left that audition, I literally had walked, gotten home. I was still dressed and my agent called me and said, right, so Michaela's immediately flagged this up. She knows you're a Christian and there's going to be this sex scene in it. How do you feel about that? And I was like, my agent knows already. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to show my my booty on TV. <laughs> she was like, okay. I was like, but let them tell them to send the script over for the scene. At least let me get an idea of what it actually is. Mm, mm. So they sent it over and I read it and I was like, mm, yes, too exquisite for me. So I called her back and I said, I've had a read. Uh, it's too exquisite. I'm not going to do what I can see on the script right now. Um, if they are willing to tone it down, make it a lot more PG, I may be <laughs> interested in it. <laughs> but if, you know, and I respect that because it's, you know, artistic um integrity for Mm. her work Mm. and I said and if she doesn't want to change that that's completely fine and I'm I'm gonna have to deal with the fact that I may not do this role so um, my agent said fair enough went back and spoke to them and didn't hear anything until I got the offer so um, I was reading the sex scene back again and I was like okay well that's gonna change (laughs) because I'm not gonna do that but let's read the rest of it <laughs> but, but also how how thoughtful of Michaela to flag it up because some people could have said oh let's just not tell her she's yeah. got a job she'll get in there and then you know she'll be all right about it because she doesn't want to turn it down so that's was quite brave of her and, and brave of you as well obviously a hundred percent I definitely appreciate it because I know of people who have been in those situations where it's just sprung on them or it's not discussed and it's just assumed that they're comfortable to do that but I think Michaela did a fantastic job in making sure that everyone was comfortable you know um for the people who are comfortable she did uh her sex scenes herself she had an she had an intimacy coordinator on set and although I wasn't even in my sex scene but I still spoke with the intimacy coordinator because she wanted to make sure I was comfortable with what my character was going to be seen doing um and everyone spoke of how 
much of a difference it made having that. So I, um, I'm very appreciative of the fact that my thoughts and my feelings were honoured, um, and accommodated in the industry, especially when we know it's kind of just, you know, looked over and assumed yeah. that people will have to get with it, but. Michaela thought about that appreciate it and she thought about because I know there's the auditions were great in the show because you know (laughs) you you've you've been through that 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 process so many times I'm sure yeah so she um made a room like a room that you'd been in an audition like so yeah how did she know that and and was that something a conversation that you'd had and when you went into that room was that a total total surprise yeah uh she texted me before and she said what what's it like what does it look like in there and I remember I texted her and I said, there's normally a coffee table, two couches, the camera person in the corner. And I got in there. There was a coffee table, two couches, <laughs> the camera in the corner. And it was, it felt like an actual audition, uh, a commercial audition, because they were all set up the exact same way. Um, you've got the producers in there. Sometimes you could have four people in there and so we had three people talking to me and two people in the background and that sometimes tends to happen so she kept it as authentic because she said she'd never done a commercial casting and I was like what <laughs> I've done a thousand of them <laughs> what's going on there how's how she managed to avoid those I mean she's Michaela Cole <laughs> she's Michaela Cole but I was like it was it was surreal walking in there um so it was a very truthful performance because I felt straight back into that and I remember standing there being appreciative that I was doing um some work that wasn't commercial work but slightly also missing it as well (laughs) because sometimes I find them really fun they they've you know quite really quick turnarounds so in a day I think the most I had was three commercial auditions back to back to back or I'd have like an hour in between so I'm in town going to these different casting things so I sometimes enjoyed it because it didn't need that much commitment um but it was yeah very surreal being in that room (laughs) I bet I bet and what I'm interested as well that I mean the two young actresses that played you two as kids I mean yeah so similar to you two did you have any say in that did you work with them just brilliant no. casting. I mean, it's like, would, did you look at it and think, am I looking at myself? <laughs> it was, I was quite, what's the word? Scared is not the word. <laughs> Petrified? It was like a bit freaked out. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was that sad person who went to work when I wasn't working because they were filming in a school and when they were doing all those um, episode scenes, obviously I wasn't needed. But they were filming in a school not too far from where I live. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to pop up and see what it's see like. <laughs> so I got there and I was just watching and I was like, wow. And then I I had no idea if she had seen any of the stuff I had done. But I think during lockdown, we did a, a press thing with myself, Lauren Joy Williams, who plays the younger Terry. And some the person um, having the conversation with us asked her and she said, no, she'd never... She didn't see anything. And I was like, that is uncanny and wild. That <laughs> we just became the same person on screen. Yeah. Really freaky. But yeah. you said that you, you went in a lot. So you obviously loved the whole experience. It must have been difficult when it all ended in a way. Because it's like saying goodbye to a to a family. Yeah, it, it felt... And it was six months. I think that was the... Was that the longest job that I've done? Uh, longest TV job. Um, actually it is the longest job that I've done so it was a six month stretch and we all became a family so it was quite sad we met up a few times quite soon after we finished because we just weren't ready to go back into our normal lives (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know calling, texting each other we're still friends now we've met up a few times actually more than a few times we have dinner once in a while or you know just celebrate stuff well, you'll meet up again when you get go to all these award ceremonies, so that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've done a lot of press stuff together as well, so it's always like seeing your mates because we are friends now. Yeah. Um, oh, that's which lovely. is beautiful. Yeah. Because acting is such an intense experience. I, I'm sure that it's something that, you know, you've, you've got little mementos from different jobs yeah. and, and, and memories as well. 
Do you keep anything from, from, are you allowed to keep anything? Sometimes. Sometimes I steal stuff. As a Christian, as a Christian, I'm ashamed. But it's not quite stealing because I will say I'm stealing this, by the way. Yeah, you're borrowing. You're borrowing it for future generations Forever. to enjoy. For- yes, exactly. <laughs> I I actually tried to take something away from each set. Um, I don't think I kept anything from my May Destroy You. I did want all the clothes, but I didn't quite follow that up. But um, I tend to take stuff from from different sets i think i've got this doll with one arm (laughs) nice one (laughs) she's a cute i stole her from the set of um, liberian girl which i did at the royal court yeah um so i've got these little mementos yeah mementos around could you not have got a a doll with one arm just seems a bit (laughs) i know but it was it was it was a story about civil war so okay okay. it was a they broke the arm on purpose okay so there there was a (laughs) There was a reason. Yeah, there was a reason. There was a reason. And, and, and acting, something that's always been... The, when I grew up, I wanted to work in a bank. And obviously, I'm not doing that. Uh, and I wondered if you wanted to do something... I've never was, met anyone who said that. <laughs> liked money, wanted to count it. And it's a shame I don't have any now. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I thought I'd go into a job where I would make lots of money. But working in the arts is not always the best job for making lots of money. You didn't want to work in a bank because you obviously you never met anyone who wanted to do that. Was it always <laughs> acting for you? Um, yes and no. I think it's something I'd always done um, from as far back as I can remember. Earliest memory being about four, putting on performances for my mum and being paid in Smarties. Nice. Um, yeah, it was cute. <laughs> I think I have a thing for Smarties now. So when I get Smarties, it's always like a kind of oh, a song and dance. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I kind of always known, but I didn't know how to get into it. Um, I did it at school, did it at college, did it at university, because um, I went into university thinking I'm going to do what I'm best at. And I picked a, a degree in drama and sociology. It was a joint degree. Yeah, it's a really interesting combination. So you, I mean, you, you were good at those two subjects. That's why you decided. Yeah, yeah. I thought if I'm going to do this, I'm going to plan to do well yeah why not (laughs) or plan to win but the irony of it was my drama degree was horrible and I did pitiful in it actually I was quite embarrassed at how bad I did in it oh no Um, but it was because it was a lot it was very theory based so we were reading plays and doing loads of analysis stuff and stage management and I was like I have no desire and I thought it was quite silly, actually, to tell me that my interpretation of a play is wrong because it's so subjective, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was confused by it all. So did you sort of skip into the sociology lectures and really try and skive the drama ones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I remember drama being on this horrible old campus and I didn't do anything extra, like no extracurricular stuff, because there were bad I can remember I think I did two or three performances the whole three years I was there wow um it was just very bizarre and so at that point I was just trying to get out and just have it done so did that put you off did you think right this isn't for me no I funnily enough I remember the first ever drama um class we had it wasn't quite a lecture it was a seminar and the teacher said who here wants to be a famous actor put my hand up and she said you're not going to be that's kind isn't it good stuff and I was like excuse me (laughs) (laughs) and she said people who become famous actors are horrible people the word she said was excuse my French dickheads excuse me um and I was like that is not very nice to crush the spirits of people who were coming here yeah. for this. But saying that, that's so deceiving me. I can be quite um, stubborn. And for someone to tell me that I am not going to be that, I should say thank you to her. I can't remember her name, but she definitely so deceived that. Thank you for putting me, me down because I decided from that. Yeah. Rise above. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. Didn't it? Were you the only person to put your hand up to say you wanted to be a famous actress? I think there might have been two or 
two or three of us, but not many. Um, I think a lot of people were just doing it. I, I remember someone said she wanted to do drama. Is it drama psych? Drama therapy, oh, which yeah. I'd never heard of. But nobody, I don't know why everyone else wanted to do it. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but I remember there were probably max three of us that put our hands up and said we wanted to be actors. Wow. Um, but it so spurred that was, you on, that's incredible. And, and yeah. your mum your being a TV anchor and, and working creatively as well, so it must be in the yeah. blood too, but she spurred, did she spur you on as well? Did you ever sort of speak to her and say, look, this is what's happened today at college and everything's rubbish? I mean, she just, she, I had, at that point, I think I had said I wanted to be an actor and my mum has always trusted me to get what I say I'm going to do. Um, she says that about me. She says she remembers me from being younger. If I said I was going to do something, I would do it. So she didn't have any worries about it. She didn't quite know how to steer me in the right direction because I, I didn't know how to go about it, really. But um, she always encouraged me with whatever I said I was going to do. So it would be like, Mum, this is what I'm doing. And she says, OK, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's all you need, isn't it? Really? How's it going? Because she knows if I needed any help or if I had any questions, I, I would ask. So she was just always there to support. And do you and think my dad. you would have, if you'd stayed in Nigeria, because you came to the UK when you were a teenager, that sort of age? Yes. Yeah. Do yeah. you think you would have done drama if you'd stayed in Nigeria? You might have had a better experience, actually. You might have had a better teacher, but then maybe they, they wouldn't have spurred you on because they'd have said, yeah, of course you can be a famous actress. I don't think so, actually. Because um, they don't really have the structure of drama that we have here. I mean, you can study it in university and stuff, but it was more an extracurricular thing, never seen as quite a career choice per se. Um, saying that, that was my experience, but my mum actually was an actor before she became mm -hmm. a news anchor. So I don't quite know how she got into it. I think she just <laughs> made friends and then they all started writing scripts and acting. But there was no formal um, way of it. Like here we know, you know, you start going to like the the young drama clubs and stuff like that and then you go to drama school because you know that's where you're going mm. but um in a way coming to the UK did actually really help your, yeah, your career I think 100% because yeah. I saw it as a more viable career choice I think if I had stayed in Nigeria it would have been more of a hobby um that I would have to just kind of figure out along the way but mm. here it was I could see that it was a well-drawn-out path, like, it can happen, because I, you know, knew about... I found out about drama school after I'd left university, actually. Um, but then I also knew that people were doing, like, little Sylvia Young classes and all those stuff, like, when I was in secondary school. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think definitely it was more guided here than it would have been in Nigeria. So you leave your degree and you think, oh, right, stuff that teacher, I'm going for it. And then you, you, did, you did more study and uh, you went yeah. to drama school. Yeah, and that's when things started to happen. Yeah, I went to um, Identity School of Acting, which was a part-time drama school, because then again, I wasn't sure if I was going to commit another three years of my life. And money. <laughs> education. And money, exactly. Um, yeah. I still haven't paid off student loan. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so I found I came out of university and I was like okay so what do we do now um are we gonna give this professional acting thing an actual go yeah um and then stumbled across identity school of acting and thought okay let me try it and the rest is history yeah, well not quite because you make it sound so easy you it know, was you... not <laughs> Were you working while you were studying? Did you do do jobs while you were studying, or did you did you do the do the course and then crack on with those auditions in that room with all those tables and chairs and a couple of people? Yeah. So I I had graduated and then um, a few months after I graduated, discovered identity, uh, went to the classes for a while. I had started uh, a clothing line business while I was at university um, called Jesus Junkie, and I had planned to go into that full-time I was thinking about doing a master's actually oh, okay. in um business admin or e-commerce because that's where my stuff is sold online and I found it quite intriguing so I do enjoy other things but I had to give this acting thing a go 
Um, so I went to the classes for a while and then got signed to the agency. And I think when I got signed to the agency, that's when I knew that this was the path that I was going to take. And you and, say, and... I got signed to the agency, but for so yeah. many people, that's a bit like, oh, I just need to get signed to an agency. You make it yeah. sound so easy. But uh, was it quite easy? It wasn't. <laughs> uh, um, I... I remember going because everyone in the class wanted to be signed to the agency and I'm not aware of anyone else who got signed on that day but there were about 25 of us in the class and then I got offered a place on the on the thing and I was like incredible but I remember on my way I was going and I prayed and I was like Lord if this is what you want me to do with my life let them sign me to the agency and if they don't I'm done I'll I'm a smart girl I can do whatever I want (laughs) And so it was more than just being signed. It was a sign that this is what... It was a a confirmation for me for this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. Um, So it was a big deal for me. And How did you feel? Did you feel utter relief and just thought, oh, what a big thing? It was a life-defining moment because for me, that was, again, a confirmation that this is what I'm supposed to do with my life and even in the times where things weren't going how I wanted to I had to remind myself that that was the sign and it will work out and it has worked yeah. out yeah. yeah it has and and then you start doing little jobs um adverts and yeah. and, and little bits on tv and then it, I guess it grows from there and going you talked yeah. about working at the royal court and the young vic and the old vic as well yeah. One thing left, led to another, I suppose. Of course. Um, again, it make, we make it sound so easy, but <laughs> yeah, it definitely was not. Um, well, we've you know, seen were... it as your character in um, I May Destroy You. That, <laughs> yeah. that pain in your face, like, oh, there, there must be a lot of that. A lot of waiting around, a lot, a lot of frustration. I think I, I used to, up until 2018 was the last time I did it, every three months I'd quit acting. <laughs> done for not doing it for two years I know. every three months and, and when you say you quit acting you just would you do a dramatic flourish and just say to oh, friends yeah i'm, I'm done <laughs> i would say i'm done i'd call my mom and be like yeah i'm done and she'd say oh no that's she couldn't say anything else but oh no <laughs> no 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 oh no i think 2018 i had this massive panic attack i remember at one point i was on my i was the phone to my friend and he said to me listen you've come too far on this road to go back and for the first time I've heard that so many times but Mm. there was just like a visual of it and it was like yeah actually it's too late now to start all over again we're eight years deep into this (laughs) (laughs) so we have to keep going and I think that was the last time that I said I was done because that was like the most serious 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 because I'd had so many um almost jobs where I'd get down to the last two or there'd be a change of mind last minute and it definitely does work away at your self-confidence your drive your self-worth as well because you think I'm not good enough um but but every three months when you had that conversation would it just take a conversation with one person often your mum who go Oh no. And then you think, and then you'd like, okay, okay, focus. (laughs) It wouldn't actually. So what would happen is after that three months, an opportunity would come. So just after I would say I'm giving up and she'd say, oh no. So I'd stop for a minute, but not completely give up. And then an an opportunity would come. So it's like every single time I gave up, it was like, yeah, you're not done. Here you go. (laughs) Here's a little something. Here's Here's a commercial. Here's a little one episode job. Here's something. So it always kind of came back to it where, you know, just get to the point where you're frustrated, which is human. Um, But every single time something would come and I'd be like, okay, crisis averted. Okay, (laughs) yes. And and because of the internet as it is, can we see all your little adverts and you can't hide from them? Are there any that you just think, oh goodness, I can't believe I did that. But it was a job. Yes. There was this B&Q advert that I did. It was so embarrassing. What did you have to do? I had to dance like that. <laughs> is it so still, bad. is it still, could you, can we find it on the internet, do you think? Is it somewhere? 
It's not, somewhere it's probably. But I, I don't know what it's called. I can't remember. <laughs> no, when it was the shot. detail. You've suddenly forgotten all the detail. <laughs> amnesia. <laughs> Temporary so, amnesia. It's a very helpful thing, isn't it, sometimes? <laughs> but, you know, it kept you going. And then it led to... So, 2018, what was the big thing then that made you not make phone calls to people every three months to say, I'm quitting? Um, was that bad education? Were we, by, were we there by then? Um... I think Bible Education was 2016. So... So that was a great point, wasn't it? That was... It was. Yeah. But the thing... I think the thing was, there were many highs and many lows. So you'd (laughs) do something like Bad Education. And I think the year I did Bad Education, I had... I did Bad Education and then the year after, I was... There would be, yeah, years where I was booked up for about 10 months. Where I was begging for a two-week break. But... (laughs) this is what you prayed for, so you're going to do the work. (laughs) It's your own fault. It's your fault. I would say every time I'd moan to my mum that I was tired, she said, well, this is what you prayed for. And then I'd be like, you're right. (laughs) Suck it up. Um, But there were times where, yeah, so I think 2016, 2017 were great years. I think 2017, I was doing theatre the whole year. I did, I think, I think I did Liberian Girl. Then I did Bad Education Film. Then I spent the rest of the year in Edinburgh doing um, The Divide, which was at the Edinburgh International Festival, which was for the Old Vic as well. Yeah. So I did that. But then after that, there was just a year of tapes, 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 tapes. Oh, you're down to the last two. Oh, they're thinking about flying you out for a screen test. Oh, no, they've decided to go with somebody else. So frustrating. And particularly when you've done such high-profile things. Like, like exactly. Just My son's just binge-watched all of Bad Education. Oh, And every time I walked, I walked in, I just see you kind of just looking really sassy <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> I think, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was again, was that like being in a family and just having a right you look like you have well you, it just we looks such a lot spring so jack fun. whitehall with was it a fire extinguisher a fire extinguisher yeah. <laughs> it was being back in school and being as bad as i possibly could without <laughs> fear of uh repercussion yeah. <laughs> exactly without fear of detention or being in trouble it was honestly it, it was bizarre because it teleported me back to secondary school me um I was a bit of a terror at secondary school. Not to the level of that. I was just always talking or outside <laughs> the class or turning up late or something. Just not complying like a good student. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. So that was a, that was a lot of fun because we, we would have laughing fits because it was just so funny. So that was a great one to mm. be on. So yeah, you think, oh, I finally found stability in the yeah. industry. You think that and you're like, yeah, we're good. I'm never going to spend my savings again. And then <laughs> three months go past. And then, oh. oh, mate. You just lost the money going down. And I'm like, oh, do I want to get a job? Um, no, because then there's, the next job is coming. The next job is coming until you've spent all your savings. And you're like, I don't want to work in a restaurant. I've never actually worked in a restaurant before. But then I think 2018 was also the year that I... Was it 2016? Oh, I'm getting them all mixed up now. Oh, you see, your life's been so mad recently. It's, <laughs> it's all it's all been mixed up because I was doing teaching assistant work for a um, while. I hope you weren't um, practising what you learnt in bad education. Oh, that would oh, be dreadful. No. I was doing primary school okay. because I, I didn't want to do secondary school because I knew <laughs> that they would have access to the internet and if one person yeah. let it slip... That I was an actor. No, awful. It would, I would be bullied, I reckon, <laughs> by, by students. So I, I did primary school, um, although I really, really enjoyed it. As an actress, that's quite good because you are, the hours are quite good, nine to three. You've got the Perfect. rest of the day and you've got the holiday. Yeah. So you can still be an actor at the same time, I guess. Exactly. I was even in a, an, a, a better position where I was only doing half days. So I would... My agents, I would say to my agents, I'm not available till, I think I would do till about 12 or one o'clock. Mm. And then, so all my auditions and my tapes were after then. Perfect. So I had my day to do whatever the hell I wanted to do. I could focus on my um, my business Jesus junkie as well. So it worked perfectly while I was mm. getting just enough money to survive. 
<laughs> but nothing suffered. So that was great. And I really, really enjoyed teaching. I think that was also a possible career choice for mine. I, I had a think about if I finished university and I didn't want to go into acting, I would go and get a PGCE and maybe mm. be a drama teacher or an English teacher. Yeah. Um, well, I did get my teaching dream anyway. And sometimes I miss, I miss being in a class with children. I love to see, you know, that whole penny drop thing. And I, I really enjoyed it. So that was something I did in the meantime while doing all these tapes and getting the disappointment. But at least I wasn't starving. So yeah. that was good. <laughs> and I think everyone thinks, you know, they see you on the telly and they, they think it's such a glamorous life. And, you know, you've talked about the, the auditions and the ups and the downs. But also when you do get an amazing job, I guess it is quite tough as well on your friends and family because you can be off for a couple of months and not see them. Yeah, a um, lot of family things uh, are missed. A lot of, I think I missed my brother's two graduations, which really, really hurt me. Um, yeah, his degree and then his master's. I was filming on both times try to get out of it but couldn't (laughs) obviously (laughs) there are no doubles on screen (laughs) um so things like that really tough yeah Yeah. but I'm glad it hasn't been anything um you know more significant like significant than that like I haven't missed any it's only been one wedding my older sister um but But my family know that it's kind of it comes with the territory because they know I'll do my best to try and be there but if I can't I can't and then you'll get great awards and reviews you and people like Seth is it Seth Rogen loving uh, you know all these people watching things that you've been in and you're just like I'm just like they've seen my face (laughs) they know who I am oh my goodness it's bizarre to me I think I had this moment I think a couple months ago where I was like I'm actually living my dream, which is weird. Yeah. (laughs) When you think about it, you want it. But when it actually happens, it's like, wow, this is... Have you framed, have you, did you, was that a tweet he sent? Have you framed that tweet? <laughs> oh no, I haven't, I should, shouldn't <laughs> I? Should, but there'd yeah. be so many tweets to frame, there'd yeah. be no space on oh. my wall. <laughs> there'd be no space at all. <laughs> oh, amazing. I, and I know that you've said that you want to do work, now that you've got more of a platform and, you know, people know who you are. I don't think yeah. you can go back into a primary school anymore. I remember going to the schools looking like, not crazy, but crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And um and they'd ask my name and I'd use one of my other names. Um, so I tried to keep them as separate as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think I, I I enjoyed being there in that moment and not having to think about um acting. Sometimes you need to take a break. Um, Absolutely. Not consumed by it all. But but, um, but I, I know that you you said that you want to do work that really makes a difference. Um, yeah. And you're in a great position to do that now. You know, I, I May Destroy You spoke about so many things that mm-hmm. haven't ever been spoken about on the television. I was watching it and my husband was like, oh, okay, they're doing that. <laughs> 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 what, what other roles, are there any other things, other projects that you'd really like to get involved in that you can talk about certain issues? I, I know um... that you're quite uh, vocal on, on social media about about all sorts of terrible things going on in Nigeria at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm of the opinion, I know that, you know, the saying of with great... I think with the platform, there's responsibility. Or is it great power, there's responsibility? I can't remember. But <laughs> you've, got, you've got to think before you speak, haven't you? That's the... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm aware of that now. And I also want to use my voice and my platform to help people in general to make a change in people's lives um I know it's the cliche thing to think that the work that we do because acting is some you know somewhat surface but it's not at the same time it actually does affect people and I think I May Destroy You is one of those shows that has shown me that it's not just playing it's actually affecting people Mm. and it has great power to do so so I am a lot more conscious now of what I'm doing and what I'm saying because there's power in it 
So mm. I'm hoping to use my platform to always have a deeper message behind it. Saying that, I will do the slapstick, ridiculous, happy, like stupid comedy. I will always do that because that's necessary in life. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I enjoy doing those things, but I know that going forward, whatever work I do, I want it to have some meaning. I want to be able to stand behind it and be able to have conversations about it and have a deeper, just have a deeper meaning to it. There are other things I want to do. There's um, a drama company, a theatre company called Synergy, um, and they work with people who are in prison or just come out of prison. Um, One of my actor friends who had been um spent some time in prison became an actor through his um through his experience with synergy and i've spoken to the lady who runs it and i would love to do work with her um because i know the drama has changed my life and i know the drama changes some other people's lives mm. and so that kind of meaningful work, work that actually affects lives and not always surface mm. um so those are the kind of jobs and kind of things that I want to be involved in, just helping people. Yeah, really. yeah. And because you said that it, it turned your life around. And I know you said when you were at school, you were a little bit not going to turn the line. And um, I know there's a bit of cannabis use there. And, yeah. Um, so I know finding Jesus, that made a big difference. But also... Yeah having a focus as well, i.e. drama, that, that, that must have really turned your life around. A hundred percent. It gave me, it, for me, it's my, it's my way of helping people. It's, I'm going to affect the world through my acting work. And that then goes out into as many possible arms as possible, you know. You know, through the acting, I anticipate to have a platform to make more of a difference so it's not just acting for me like I said exactly it, it helped my life I had that focus that was one thing that I was insisted on and interested in and kept me going the thought mm. of doing this thing that I love and enjoy and I'm good at yeah and seeing it pay off I would love somebody else to have the same anchor and same consistency and same love and passion and see it pay off so well, um, it, there must be lots of people who've watched you and things and you must be such a role model for them that must be an amazing feeling people will watch <laughs> you they will and they'll go well I could do that you know I know that um you're great at comedy you love doing comedy but also also <laughs> vulnerability as well it's so so good to see that in particularly yeah. in, in I May Destroy You and uh yeah, it, it must be wonderful to think that there are so many young black women who are, are watching things because, you know, there's so much more to watch with, with characters like you than there ever used to be. And yeah. that must be an amazing, amazing feeling that you're a part of that. I mean, yeah, I am I am honoured to be a part of it. Um, I was obviously just doing my own thing <laughs> for myself. <laughs> And now I realise that it can affect people and I hope that people will be encouraged, anyone with a similar story or, you know, who looks at me and thinks I can do it because she can do it because anyone can, yeah. you know. Um, so that's that's an honour to be seen as that and I hope I do what's right (laughs) (laughs) but it's a really tricky time at the moment you say you've got lots of active friends you must have so many friends who are affected who are just like oh when is this going to end because there's the work out there I mean thank goodness we've got computers and you can Mm self-tape and you can do all the auditions but a lot of production stopped it's getting better now isn't it I mean we're still all a lot of us are still struggling (laughs) I would say us (laughs) Because yeah. I've had stuff cancelled or pushed. Um, some of my friends have had, this year was booked up for them, but now mm. there isn't. So it's been definitely a tough one, but we just have to keep reminding ourselves that we're alive. Um, so that in itself is a win, the yeah. win, ultimate win, actually. Um, as long as we have what we need and we are 
fine we're okay mental health is intact our physical health is intact um i think i think that's the most important part so we can't do anything about it so we just have to i know you're right it's having that i I can't be in control of this i've just exactly even though everyone is skint maybe it's um it's just thinking i've just got to let it focus on the good stuff yeah exactly that take it take each day as it comes because honestly I don't think I've ever thought about mortality as much as I have in this time where every single day now when I open my eyes I'm grateful because before I'd be like yeah yeah tomorrow I'm gonna do this or (laughs) you know just take it for granted waking up and I'm uh, waking up but now I wake up and I'm like I made it another day yeah great (laughs) and I think thinking that and having that kind of mindset allows you to appreciate life more and the little Mm. things and just be grateful that I am where I am and um like you know we're seeing in the world right now it's wild um especially I think for me most important most recently and it affects me a lot the whole Nigeria thing and the NSARS Mm. movement because Mm. I could easily have been a victim of you know the police brutality that happens there because it's mostly young people that have been affected and young people in the arts because you can't they say to you like when the police stop people they're like oh show me an id card of where you work i'm an actor i don't have an id card (laughs) do you know what i mean i don't have identification for that and i could have easily been Mm -hmm. a victim of that so i think for me it touches really close to home and makes me more appreciative of my life and the fact that I'm here, but also fires me to want to support and help and change things for people who have been affected and so others won't be affected in the future. Mm, mm, definitely. And if we were to look back at the pivotal moments of your career, um, yeah. I, I know that we got a bit, we got confused. You, you got so busy in 2016, 2018. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was making those phone calls and when you wanted to give up and people saying well, your mum in particular no but also that, yeah. that drama teacher telling you to it's not going to work for you that really when people can fire you up in that way that's actually quite a massive moment isn't it yeah what what, what have we missed is there anything else that that really changed the, the direction of of what the way things are going i mean you know you're not there you're not there yet because we're only at the not, very beginning of your career not there yet at all um I think those those actually are the moments that I think back to. And then also my first TV, my first professional job, I always go back to that. And I remember Which it was on was the that? bill. Oh, yeah. The bill. And I remember getting that and being on set very vividly. And I remember saying to myself, yes, this is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm supposed to be. It felt and weird. yeah, and I know it's it's. I'm so blessed to have that confidence and that feeling because I know a lot of people takes them a long time to discover what they're supposed to do, what their purpose is. But I know that I'm blessed to have known and had so many bits of confirmation that this is mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing. So I think back to those moments when I get discouraged or or sad and then I just remind myself well you know this is what you're supposed to do there will be the ups there will be the downs um but you gotta keep going you prayed for it (laughs) this Um, is what you prayed for (laughs) as we said it's all your fault (laughs) yes but but um and that would be I guess your advice to anyone who's wanting to start out in this is that there will be ups and downs but yeah the ups are worth it I'm yeah. sure a hundred percent it's it's a it's a game it's a it's a game of consistency it's a mm. game of sticking at it because there will be the 10 months of no work there will be the 10 months of work what are you gonna do <laughs> give up or not nah? so it's 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 just keep going don't stop no matter what happens if you know this is what you're supposed to do it'll work out and don't let a pandemic stop you because I know that I was going to say what's next for you but I guess you probably don't know because as you said things keep being cancelled and oh well a nice 
award ceremonies and gorgeous dresses. That's what's going to be next for you. That'll be next I spring. Hope so. I hope they're not on Zoom. Please, please. I them- will be so <laughs> upset. <laughs> I have planned my first nomination outfit. Oh, already? Have you got it? No. But I know what I want. Okay. I, so oh, my, I've said my speech so many times. <laughs> I mean, I probably will freak out and cry if I ever win anyway. And just say, oh, thank you, mum. Thank and you, God. Run that's off. It. <laughs> It'll be a mess. And I'm an ugly crier. So I'm like, listen, it's going to be horrible. But if you have to but do that on Zoom, that'll be so disappointing, won't it? I know. Oh, but no. I mean... It is what it is. Yeah. I'm I'm just again trying to look trying to take the positive. So I'm I am hoping that I get to walk that red carpet oh, and be yes. in the place with everyone. Yeah. That would be amazing. Make all yeah. the hard work worth it, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Well we haven't got a crystal ball, but we I can't wait to see what you're in next because everything that you've been in so far has just been fabulous. Really thank enjoyed you. it. And and thank you so much for, for talking to me today and it's you know, telling me about the the ups but the downs and being really honest about that as well. I think that's really important. Thank Amazing. you so Thanks much. Thanks for, for your having time. me. It's been no a lovely worries. chat. Oh, good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you to Waruche for being an excellent and inspiring guest. You can follow her on Twitter at Awaruche Opia and we are on at Where Go Right. If you're interested in hearing other actors on the pod, we have got Kate Fleetwood, Adam Buxton, Tarek Jordan, Maureen Littman, Maddie Anholt and loads of other guests. Oh, and also casting director uh, Louise Kiley. Thank you to Megan for producing this episode. Well, all of them, actually, apart from when she went off travelling. The pandemic has put a massive stop to all of that. In fact, we haven't seen each other for nearly a year, I've just realised. How weird is that? Uh, Thank you to Laura Shipsey for the music. We'll see you very soon. This episode of Where Did It All Go Right is sponsored by Pearson. Pearson is the world's learning company, supporting talent and helping everyone to make progress in their lives through learning. Working with teachers and education experts, Pearson provides a wide range of qualification routes so you can pick the course which suits you best to develop your skills and stand out in the crowd. Visit them online at go.pearson.com forward slash where did it all go right?